Good day, good day, good day. Welcome to Coffee Conversations. I'm Father David. And I'm Deacon Bob. Deacon Bob, how's it going? It's going well. We just survived our snow slash ice storm last night. So. I know, in Ohio it's been, uh, uh, so for those listening later, this is uh, we're recording this on the, uh, on the day where it's been like a flux between 50 degrees and 20 degrees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. We have snow and ice today. So, but hey, it's good. We're also Deacon Bob is, is smiling just a little bit. Because uh, why I'm why are you why are you smiling? I'm trying to Bob? think of things we could pour over ice. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, that's a, that's a good segue. But why else are you are you smiling, Deacon Bob? Uh, oh, because you have this hat on, a sombrero. Um, I have a sombrero on today. It's sombrero day. <laughs> you know, because why not? I mean, when you're recording a podcast, when you're having an important conversation. Um, when you're just walking around, why not wear a sombrero? You know, just it makes it's been amazing to see how many people have just smiled. Just what you know, <laughs> just, I, I think there's also a picture of you in a taco hat. Oh, um, that's also true. From uh, I can't remember what it was called, uh, Catholic, Catholic uh, Heart Work Camp. There we go. Yeah, the mission, <laughs> mission trip. Yeah, totally. I don't usually wear hats, but if I do wear hats, it's gonna it's, be for uh, a point. <laughs> No, so it's uh, but seriously, it's uh, Catholic Schools Week this week. Where um, did just out of curiosity, where did you find this hat? Oh, this. Hat? <laughs> well, uh, I found this hat. I was working maintenance at my my home parish. Uh huh. Um, after uh, after college and seminary during the summers, we'd work maintenance down there and do all kinds of stuff. And uh, it was just left over from like the Spanish class that they had, and just it was just sitting in oh, a back closet. Go. And I was like, hey. It looks pretty authentic. Yeah. Oh, it's muy, muy authentic. Yeah. Uh, like the felt, uh, or felt um, kind of yeah. thing and everything. So it's it's pretty cool. I, I just wanted it because it's a, I knew someday you would need it. <laughs> would need I don't it. know why I need it, but I need it. Because when I need, cause when I know I need it, then I'll need it. That's for sure. There it is. <laughs> so, but it was Catholic Schools Week, and yesterday, uh, yesterday they had crazy hat, crazy hair, and crazy sock day. So... There were some crazy hats. Mm-hmm. There, there were some taco hats. So I took a picture with. Oh, did you? One. I took a picture with one of the taco kids. So that was fun. That's really good. <laughs> but then today we have uh, the volleyball game between the teachers and the eighth graders. You guys did a, a door judging competition. Yesterday we right? judged yeah. the doors. What, what was that about? They uh, decorated the doors. There was like five categories of, you know, were the students involved in creating the door? Mm-hmm. There were some really nice. I've never seen flat LED lights before. Oh yeah. It was like this tape that was on the door that was blinking because it was "Let Your Light Shine." Oh yes. Was the theme, so it was fun. We had a good time. Fun. So like, and I walked around and judged the doors. That's great. So who won? You know, I had to leave. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I know Mr. There Meyer the had the door that I liked the best. Yeah, the kids his was made good. It. Yeah, it was. Uh, they had a bunch of ships, like mm-hmm. boats, and then all their faces were like <laughs> on little people. Yeah, <laughs> on the, and they on had the cut boats. everything out and created the the scripture quote mm-hmm. that went along with it. Um, Jesus was in a lighthouse. It was yeah. really well done. Yeah, that was pretty it was, fun. I, I did. I did see that one. So that's good. You know, sense a healthy competition, right? Mm-hmm. And they also had the. Uh, the Van Glow uh, experience, right? That was really interesting. Yeah, it actually got in the news on Channel Channel Five, I think. Wow. Uh, they 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 covered it. So so the the kids have been doing art pieces, and the art pieces were they must have used paint that you know had a translucent you know whichever quality whatever to did. it. And they had black lights, so mm-hmm. it was like Van Gogh pieces that were then uh, lit up. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, the whole room was lit with black lights. Yeah, 
and it had that kind of day glow kind of look to it. Mm-hmm. And then she had some quiet music too, Mrs. Shalhoub. Yeah, Shalhoub. yeah. Um, it was really very well done. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's always a fun week, Catholic Schools Week. You know, just kind of lighten the lighten the mood a little bit. You know, we still got work and things to do, but um, but just to celebrate, you know, the gift that we have in, in Catholic education, the gift that we have in our, our our great teachers, and the gift we have in our great kids. And um, so it's always it's always a fun week. Well, and I think Saint or Pope Francis says that we should look joyful. That sometimes right. Christians have that sour puss kind of look or pickled face look <laughs> yeah um and so this kind of helps us rejoice in the good things we have and and all the ways god loves us mm-hmm. totally yeah it's good and i think uh, this is all kind of tying together a bit um, mm-hmm. because into our topic for today you know um joy and and celebration and kind of taking a taking a pause from you know the seriousness of uh, of, of life a bit um, because uh today we want to talk about drinking <laughs> and not just uh, not just drinking in our our, our coffee mugs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, well, there we go. But, <laughs> but change the name of the podcast. <laughs> right? Yeah, we could. But no, yeah, actual drinking uh, with uh, with alcohol, right? Um, so we want to talk about this. Like, what do what do we what do we talk about? What are we not talking about? Uh, and how can we uh, enjoy uh, the gift of alcohol? And in order to do this, we're going to use a, a book uh, that actually both Deacon Bob and I uh, had. It's called Drinking with the Saints. A Sinner's Guide to a Holy Happy Hour. <laughs> so, uh, it's by uh, Michael Foley. Michael in case you're interested in looking it up, yeah, we'll we'll include the link and everything. Uh, and so, I think you got this from I think Father Jeremy. No, I no? ordered one for him because I heard it. Inter- the Michael Foley interviewed on the Catholic Channel mm-hmm. on Sirius XM. I thought, well, that sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. So they have little saint stories, and then how does a cocktail? Kind of relate to their life to in some story. way. Yeah. So we want to, today. We just want to, we want to talk about uh, drinking and alcohol and like, yes, does Catholicism and Christianity, you know, and and a pint, you know, relate, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, can they can they fit uh, together? Um, G.K. Chesterton was a really smart guy who lived in in England, uh, and he actually converted to the faith. And he said uh, he converted because Catholicism was the only uh, religion in which. The pipe, the pint, and the cross could all could all fit together. Could all fit together, right? Wow. So yeah, as Catholics, as Christians, um, we're not meant to be apart from the world. Like we're meant to be in the world. And and how do we live in the world but not of the world um, mm-hmm. and still be uh, know who we are doing that? I like the fact that Catholicism is very real. You know, there's tastes, there's smells, there's mm-hmm. sounds, mm-hmm. Um, and it's. A bunch of sinners getting together to put our lives into God's hands. Mm-hmm. You know, we do our best to forgive each other and to move on, but it doesn't mean that, like, we're a hundred percent holy, separated from the rest of the world. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so last week we talked about um, art, right? So we visited the the Sistine Chapel experience at the at the mall, and we talked about how. Art is good because it, it just elevates our human experience. It draws us into things that are beyond us. And how the church uh, over the years has been one of the greatest promoters uh, of the arts. Mm-hmm. And not that exists, uh, art didn't exist before the church, but uh, in a sense through its promotion, through its, its financial uh, help, it really helped to uh, promote and refine art. You know, the art that came uh, after the church was just of, of, a, of a different quality you know, to it. And so today we want to talk about that 
it wasn't just art that the, that the church made an impact on, but also in the world of, uh, world of alcohol. So, so at the beginning of the book, uh, there's a number of, um, and these aren't the only places, but there's a number of uh, instances in which uh, the church actually, you know, we enjoy alcohol because of the church, mm-hmm. really. So, uh, so it says beer has, uh, had been invented by the ancient Egyptians, but it was perfected by medieval monasteries, which gave us modern uh, brewing as we know it. Uh, and to this day, uh, the world's finest beer is made within uh, the cloister. So uh, the monks, you know, the Belgian beers are some of the, some of the best beers uh, in the world. They were the first craft beer. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um, so champagne uh, came from Benedictine monks. Uh, so, and even uh, Dom Perigon, uh, I'm probably not pronouncing that right. I'm not really a champagne guy. But mm-hmm. that's like some of the finest uh, champagne uh, that came from, from the Benedictine monks. The Irish monks came up with whiskey as we as we as we know it and then probably passed it on uh, to the Scottish people so then we <laughs> we got some good scotch um, chartreuse which is like a herbal kind of alcohol it was made by the uh, Carthusian monks in California the wine industry uh, industry was began uh, and promoted by uh, blessed Unipera Serra and his Franciscan uh, brothers so uh, and even after prohibition, they were they were actually some of the ones that helped to get the wine industry uh, back on its on its feet. Um, and then the Frangelico, if you've uh, made uh, drinks with Frangelico, it's kind of like a coffee, oh, okay. uh, kind of like or cho- mm-hmm. sorry, like a chocolate liqueur. It actually is. It looks like a little monk, <laughs> you know, uh, on the bottle. Uh, and it's um, yeah, it was made by the made by the Franciscans uh, at some point. Wow. So. So there, there, there's just a, a, a few instances in which uh, the church actually contributed uh, much to the world through alcohol, really refined what was what had come before and brought it about. And yeah, you find that interesting? I was really impressed. I never knew the church had that much of a role. Um, I know a friend of mine was a nun and got in trouble. They were making wine in the basement. Oh and yeah, we had to do some time in the laundry room after that. Uh, yeah, we want to we want to do things legally and well, right? Um, I think they did the wine well. It's just well, back in the back in the eighties, it wasn't approved. Yeah, uh, appreciated. Yeah, not, the higher not, not the best of things. Um, but yeah, so uh, so the church has contributed to this, and why? Like creation is good, and there's nothing we should be uh, afraid of in creation. You know. People ask me, sometimes ask me like you're a you're a priest like can you can you drink alcohol, and and I'll say like yes, uh, it's it's a good thing to enjoy it. It kind of elevates life. It ele- elevates mm-hmm. like when you're with people, it kind of makes the, the experience that much more celebratory and, and joyful, right? There's a there's a quote by um, Hilaire uh, Belloc, and he said, "Wherever the Catholic sun doth shine, there's always laughter and good red wine." So you know, in a sense. Our life can be can be enhanced by by alcohol. Now, now the question is, what is our relationship to alcohol, right? So we talk about being in the world and not of the world. So I think there's a difference between people who are together, um, and this would be more of the college experience, mm-hmm. right? Where like alcohol is is the is the focus. Like people are getting together to drink, uh, and to experience the effect, and to um, just be kind of immersed in it, mm-hmm. or get wasted. Right, get wasted. Right. So getting wasted is uh, is a sin, just like anything not in moderation mm-hmm. would be uh, a sin. So overeating, you know, gluttony, you know, would would be uh, a sin. Anything uh, in excess, you know, would be. Um, and just because alcohol has an effect uh, upon us, makes us feel a certain way, doesn't mean it's bad. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it just means that we have to be we have to be we have to be sensitive to it. And we have to be uh, careful with it. You know, there's a but there's a difference between you know people being together to, for the sake of drinking versus friends who are together who happen to be drinking, mm-hmm. right? And I've experienced this in my in just in my in my own life, being out with priest friends, being out with other um, being out with other friends. It just yeah, I don't know, it just it allows you to be together. I don't know more joyfully. Mm-hmm. And I think the word symposium means um, getting together with wine to discuss whatever the matter is that we're trying to figure out, mm-hmm. either philosophy or the problems of the world, mm-hmm. um, without getting hammered. <laughs> right, right. An interesting uh, reality, though, he points out in the in the foreword, you know that. You know, probably in our society, we've moved towards immoderation, probably mm-hmm. in different ways. And we could see that, you know, throughout, you know, what people do um, get into and, and struggle with. But he, he made a comment that in the, in the I have not seen this movie, but in the movie uh, North by Northwest with uh, by Al, uh, Alfred Hitchcock, mm-hmm. you know, he, he said, look at how look at how big the martini glass is. <laughs> it's pretty small. Like, you know, I think our, our modern day cocktail glasses are probably you know, three times as big as they, as they used to be, Mm -hmm. you know, and one of his suggestions, you know, for drinking with virtue, you know, with sense of moderation, you know, if you have a big glass, don't fill it to the top. (laughs) I know uh, whenever we go out and I ask for a beer and they'll go, do you want a tall or short? Well, of course a tall. (laughs) Your your heart, your heart wants that. (laughs) I tried that with like the craft beer Mm -hmm. that come in little tiny glasses. Oh, sure. Yeah. I guess they come in little tiny glasses because it's a lot for a reason so (laughs) i i think we just have to be careful of what we're ordering or what we're drinking at the time correct yeah and i mean it is a practice of 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 knowing thyself Mm -hmm. right because each person's tolerance is different based upon who they are um what their body is like you know how they process things you know so it is it is kind of a practice of self-reflection um and it's a sense of you know, God can be drawn into this uh, experience, right? There's nothing. There's no part of our life that God can't be a part of. Uh, and so, when we're when we're drinking, or we're drinking with other people, you kind of know a sense of where you're at, and and can God be with me in this moment? And if, if we can ask ourselves, well, if God can't really be with me in this moment, maybe because of how much I'm drinking, well, maybe that's a, a call to you know have a glass of water, you know, mm-hmm. put it down, walk around, go talk to people. Yeah. You know, kind of a thing, uh, because God wants to be with us at all moments, and when when we want to push God out, you know, that that's when we're not really going to be happy or free, because we're gonna we're gonna overdo things. Right, and I don't think you can really be in your right mind and experience reality the way God wants us to. Yeah. If if you're drunk. Right. So, thinking of last week when we talked about the Sistine Chapel exhibit that was in the warehouse or the tire. Yeah. Your place. Yeah. Um, were there any of the stories of the saints that caught your attention, along with whatever the cocktail they no. suggested in the book? Uh, yeah, not not particularly, but um, yeah, go go on with that. Do you? But I saw what the um, there's a story about Saint Francis, mm-hmm. where this wolf is terrorizing um, a little town. Mm-hmm. And was eating chickens and all the other things. And so the people tried to get rid of the wolf and it didn't happen. So they called St. Francis. St. Francis comes, talks to the wolf, makes a sign of the cross over him and goes, Look, I promise everybody will feed you during the day. Just leave the people alone. And so the wolf said, Okay. So the drink and the 
in the book Drinking with the Saints is called The Big Bad Wolf. Oh, yeah. That's attributed to St. <laughs> Francis. And it's an ounce of brandy. It's a half ounce of orange juice, one egg yolk. I don't know about that. Yeah. And a quarter ounce of grenadine. Um, so I thought that was kind of cute that they take a story of the saint mm-hmm. and then kind of apply this cocktail mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, yeah. So that's fun. Right. So the so the point of this book. So there's uh, the book goes throughout the whole year, and it highlights the fact that as as Catholics we really do have things to celebrate about. You know, we really have do have things to be joyful about that throughout the whole year, not just on Sundays, but even um, through the week, we have celebrations of. Uh, of saints, of uh, of feasts, of mysteries, uh, of our faith, and so the the book goes goes through has every month, um, almost almost every day. There's something not that not that we necessarily need to enjoy, you know, a, a cocktail every day, but it gives us something to really celebrate about. You know, so can we can we gather with another person? You know, maybe it's if it's if our if it's our baptism day, if it's our saint feast day. Here's a here's a way of uh, of celebrating. So. Uh, the one I the one I picked was just from recently on February 11th. We celebrated uh, Our Lady of Lourdes. So, mm-hmm. so uh, Mary, uh, Our Lady, she has appeared to different people throughout throughout time, uh, and uh, given them messages uh, and different things. So uh, she appeared in Lourdes, France, uh, at one point, uh, to uh, a young girl, and revealed different things. Revealed herself as the uh, as the Immaculate Conception, which. Um, mysteriously, you know, providentially, at the time. And she said this to um, uh, a poor peasant girl, kind mm-hmm. of in, in backwoods France. But lo and behold, like the Pope, you know, in Rome, they were talking about this this reality, this um, of Mary being conceived immaculately. And so, but Our Lady re- revealed this to uh, St. Bernadette, something she would not have never have come up with herself. So uh, and she appeared to her. So the so the drink uh, associated with uh, Our Lady of Lourdes is the is the white rose. So it's one ounce of port, three quarter ounce of gin, and three quarter ounce of uh, cherry liqueur. And they give you a little instructions too. So pour all the ingredients into a shaker, fill with ice, shake forty times. <laughs> so they kind of hi- highlight this this forty times because maybe it's a it's a good amount for the <laughs> ice to really do its do its work. But then it's also kind of a symbolic. You know, kind of number, right? Yeah, it's the the time that Noah was in the ark, or Jesus was in the desert. In, in the desert, forty. Or it's just a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> Sufficient, um, and then strain uh, into a, a t- into a cocktail glass. So, um, yeah, it's kind of fun. You have another one. Well, and what I like about the book is they use the um, feast day of the saint. Right. So October. Th- Second is the guardian angels, mm-hmm. and and I don't know much about bourbon or whiskey, but I have mm-hmm. heard that there's these big warehouses that right. the barrels are kept in, mm-hmm. and that there's a portion of what's in the barrels that evaporate. That's called the, the angel share. Angel share. Yeah. So they said this would be a really good thing to um, pour your guardian angel. Since guardian angels really don't drink, you could just put an empty glass for your guardian <laughs> angel and pour a glass for yourself of. Uh, whiskey or bourbon. I thought yeah. that was cute. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's the angel's share is what evaporates, mm-hmm. and then uh, the devil's cut is actually the um, the whiskey that gets caught into the barrel staves. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's it's still in there. So sometimes they'll they have different processes to 
I'm 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 a bourbon guy, so I, I really appreciate. It. I've been down to Kentucky with my dad um, a couple times. They actually have a bike trail <laughs> that goes in between the distilleries. Really? Well, it's not really a trail; it's it's just a road map. And they they say not for families because it's like 150 miles, <laughs> like oh, wow. like the whole thing, and it's Kentucky, so it's like hills and stuff. But it was it was a really, really great really great time with my dad. Uh, but you learn a lot about the process. It really is an art. It's you know it's it's mm-hmm. people who have invested so much time and um, and getting to know you know what this what this process is and refining it and getting, getting different flavors and colors and and you know and why Kentucky? Oh, it's because uh, they their winters are very cold. And their summers are very hot. So as the as the as the liquid is in the barrels, it expands and contracts, and so it, go, it goes in and out of the staves. Oh. And so that's what gives it over the years. That's what gives it the the flavor and the color and, hmm. and everything. So it's also a lesson in patience, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> right. I think so. But yeah, it's it's pretty pretty interesting. All right. Well, that's that's a little bit um, about drinking with the saints. And so as we're finishing up here, I think we have. There's one last thing to talk about, and uh, it's toasting. So, what would, uh, what, why would you say we would, we would, one would toast when they have a drink with someone else, and what, what would lead to a good toast? I think it's um, the ability to just focus in on the goodness of something. There's a cute song by Straight No Chaser that the toast is to Christmas. Oh yeah. And so for like. I don't know, six weeks, they're toasting to Christmas, and when they get to Christmas, they run out of things to toast to, so now they're toasting to New Year's. You know, what are those things we look forward to or appreciate in life, or the person who has accomplished something that we want to toast to? Have you ever had a toast that was meaningful as opposed to silly? Um, Yeah, I mean, I think whenever whenever we get together for dinner, you know, with with friends and different things, I, I always I'm always the one to do the toast. <laughs> and, toast. Yeah, and 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 Mike, uh, Michael Foley, the author, he kind of comments how like toasts have become maybe less a part of our, our 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 kind of our common practice, maybe versus back in the day it was something that was always it was always done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think just being with friends, being able to toast like the situation, what's going on, you know, and not just you know just the the goodness of the alcohol itself. Um, I can't remember one specifically, but you know, just whenever I'm together with friends, I think I just always enjoy enjoy that. And there's always a little bit of vulnerability, <laughs> vulnerability, because mm-hmm. you want to you want to give the good toast. You don't want to you know give a lame toast. <laughs> but I think we see that at weddings, you know, uh, mm, yeah. by the the groomsman or the bridesmaid, yeah. whoever the best man gives the toast, or the father of the bride gives the toast. Right. And sometimes they work out really well and. Sometimes, Sometimes they don't. Seeing all kinds of varieties. Have you have have you had a seen a sung heard heard a sung toast? No. So I, I've uh, I've seen like they'll put they'll take a song and then rewrite the words. Oh okay. And uh, and do that. That's kind of fun. That's Does kinda... everybody hold their glass up while they're singing? Or... Uh, no, no, just the okay. person. The person will. Okay. The person who's toasting will will do it. That's and good, then your the arm end. would get tired. Then, then, oh yeah. Two minutes into it. Or two indeed. Minutes into indeed. It. That's a really good um, kind of ending point and and thought. You know, like yeah. At weddings, we we toast, and and what is a wedding about? Not just the people together eating and drinking, but it's a celebration of uh, two lives coming together. It's a celebration mm-hmm. of a thing, and uh, and yeah, we can have alcohol at weddings. We're not as Catholics; we don't we don't shun alcohol as in bad, but we also don't you know use it in excess. Right. We, we use it in moderation to really enhance life and bring joy to the celebrations that we do have. And I think that shows up, too, at birthday parties for somebody who's yeah. made a milestone in birthdays or anniversaries. Yeah. Or when somebody retires, you're trying to honor 
what their life has been like. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And Jesus too, right? His first miracle, right? <laughs> In John's gospel was turning water into wine. So if it's, it's Jesus approved, you know, it could be us approved too. So a toast. A toast. Uh, I don't have. I don't have. Unfortunately, I don't have anything in my. I'm doing coffee today. All right. well, hey. <laughs> you have nothing. I'm sorry. I know. That's okay. Well, hey. but we'll, we'll toast after this. Yes. So. Uh, to all the folks who listen, that um, your lives will be maybe enhanced a little bit by drinking with the saints. Drinking with the saints. All right. We'll close with a little prayer. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, gracious God, we praise you for the gift of this day, the gift of our lives, uh, the gift of the saints. Uh, who have gone before us, who have been models of, of holiness and of, uh, and of humanity. I um, give you thanks for the gift, um, the gift of alcohol, the gift uh, that allows us to enjoy life, uh, to celebrate each other and celebrate um, your goodness. We ask you to be with us in our lives, be with us in whatever we're going through, uh, joys and struggles. Uh, keep us safe uh, and happy and holy as we're doing it. We ask this all in your name. Amen. Amen. By the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, well, prost and enjoy the day. And pick up a copy of Drinking with the Saints. Adios. Bye.